0: What's up, people of Earth and Spotify and Anchor podcast listeners? Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness podcast edition. Virtual hugs and prayers go out to all those affected by the Russia-Ukraine war. However, I must take a moment to remember the late 67-year-old Gilbert Godfrey, who was the iconic voice of Iago the Parrot from Aladdin and the Aflac Duck, who sadly passed away Tuesday. Thank you for the laugh, Mr. Garf- Gottfried. The world is less funnier now that you are not in it. Anyways, moving on. Happy birthday today to Candy Rasack, Sarah Michelle Gellar, actress Abigail Breslin, actor Anthony Michael Hall, and country singer Loretta Lynn. Today is the debut at- anniversary for 2017's The Fate of the Furious, 2009's, 17 again, Elton John's 1972 song, Rocket Man, 2000's bleh, American Psycho, and 2006's Scary Movie 4. It's also National Dolphin Day today. A big mazel tov to my cousin, Leah Braha Engelman, and her husband, C.V. Ellie of Jerusalem. They became parents this morning when their little girl made her debut. They also just celebrated their wedding their first wedding anniversary last a- last Wednesday my mistake they also celebrated their first wedding anniversary last Thursday April 7th but stupid me forgot to mention it congratulations and happy belated anniversary speaking of babies Tuesday Britney Spears announced she's having a baby one more time sorry i could not resist She's due she's having a baby with her fiance, Sam Asgari, which makes her a uh, mom of to be three of soon to be three. Kristen Phillips of Millis, Massachusetts, wants me to give two special people in her life early happy birthday shout-outs. First off, her mother Karen Phillips, whose birthday along with Daniel S. Rivera. Emma Watson, Luke Evans, Seth Rogen, and Emma Thompson, as well as this year's Fenway Park Opener and Jackie P. Robinson Day is tomorrow, April 15th, while her loving boyfriend, Jeff McCardle of Hyannis, along with newly married Courtney Kardashian, Newsies Inn High School Musical Director, Kenny Ortega, Melissa Joan Hart, Ventriloquist Jeff Dunham, among others, has his birthday Monday, April 18th, which also happens to be Patriot's Day. I want to give an extremely belated birthday shout-out to Alexandra Pfeiffer leader's son, Shuli Congo leader, who turned 12 on March 25th, but I foolishly forgot. I want also happy early birthday to my cousin, Charlie Stockman, from Tokyo, Japan, whose birthday is April 19th, which happens to be my cousin Sammy and Megan's ninth wedding anniversary. The next day, April 20th, happens to be my Aunt Robin's birthday. Happy birthday to all! Jennifer Gardner, Victoria Beckham, Rooney Mara, among others, are among those who get to have both Easter goodies and birthday cake this Easter Sunday, April 17th. Paramount's kid-friendly sequel, *Sonic the Hedgehog*, zoomed past the box office competition with a massive Sonic boom, thanks to a 71 million, massive golden ring debut. The Sega video game-inspired sequel marked the studio's fourth 2022 to open a top spot, easily trouncing the other rookie, director Michael Bay's action thriller *Amulus*. Which had a flat tire on its way to the box office, despite the star power of Jake Yellen Hule. Sonic Two had some big sneakers to feel, though. If you recall, the Sonic Sonic's first outing opened to fifty-eight million back in two, February two thousand twenty, and went up to score three hundred twenty Power rings worldwide before the theat- his theatrical. Run was cut short by that meddling COVID-19 pandemic. However, he still ended up becoming the third highest-grossing domestic earner of that troubled year. Sonic Sequel seemed to click with movie buyers of all types who praised him with an a- with a straight A cinema score grade. Well, some may see Sonic 2's success as an indication family audiences are desperate and willing enough to return to the theaters, the smash hit Sing 2 kind of already proved that point a few months ago. Overseas, where Sonic opened up in some markets a week beforehand, the film made $70 million. So far, bringing its worldwide cumulative box office total to 140 million gold rings. In the runner-up spot was last week's champ, Morbius, with a limp 10.2 million. Sony Spidey spinoff, starring Jared Letter, dropped a whopping negative 73.9% from its prior outing. A doomed sign for its continued box office. In its second frame, the PG-rated comic book movie's two-week total is 57.7 million. Overseas, he's done slightly better with 69.3 million, bringing its global haul to 124.6 million dollars. In third place was Paramount City's "The Lost City," with 9.2 million dollars. The rom-com adventure starring Sandra Bullock, Daniel Radcliffe, and Channing Tatum, crowd-pleaser's total domestic box office so far is $68.9 million. Landing in fourth place was the biggest appointment of the weekend. Universal's high gone wrong thriller Ambulance with just $8.7 million. Directed by blockbuster technician Michael Bay, the R-rated Rookie was moderately budgeted for Michael Bathe at just $40 million. Even so, its lackluster debut was unexpectedly flat, despite the A-minus cinema score grade it got from audiences. Audiences took, Ambulance took in a slightly better overseas $22.5 million. Its combined first-week box office grosses, Just $31.2 million. The film is the latest box office flop to come from Universal, which has seen films like Marry Me and The 355 land without making a lot of commercial noise. According to the Internet Movie Database for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, this is the third time... That in his acting career, in which Jim Carrey has reprised his role for a sequel after 1995's Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and 2014's Dumb and Dumber 2. The film was actually released 30 years after Tails' debut in 1992's identically titled video game Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Speaking of sequels, now out on DVD is the biggest movie blockbuster of the COVID-19 pandemic era yet. A tiny little film, you may superhero film you may have heard about, that came out December 17, 2021, and smashed through box office records like the Hulk smashing through brick walls on a rampage. Spider-Man: No Way Home, the best Facial effects nominee, which made over one point eight billion worldwide, stars Tom Holland as Spider-Man slash Peter Parker, Zendaya, Benedict Wong, Benedict Cumberbatch, John Favreau, Marisa Tomei, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, and Jamie Fox. Set right after the events of two thousand nineteen, Spidey. Spider-Man knew it far from home when his secret identity was revealed to the world. Peter asked Dr. Stephen Strange to use magic to make his identity as Spidey a secret again. But when the spell goes wrong, after Peter keeps modifying it, the multiverse is split open and visitors from alternate realities, visitors that moviegoers know but Tom Holland does not, enter Parker enters his universe, believing them, him to be their Spider-Man. According to the Internet Movie Database, this film's visual effects were still being worked on and getting the final tweak before a few weeks before it came out. And Willem Dafoe's portrayal of the Green Goblin in this movie genuinely scared everyone on set, according to Tom Holland and Zendaya. This made the character's reaction in the to him in the actual film all the more real. Now, as I talked about the original two thousand two Spider-Man before No Way Home opened, as it's about to turn twenty, it only makes sense to mention the first reboot of the Spidey film series. That would be two thousand two two thousand twelve. The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> the July 3rd, 2012 film stars Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker slash Spidey, alongside Rye Elfiance Dennis Leary, Emma Stone, Campbell Scott, the late Irfan Khan, Martin Sheen, and Sally Field. In the movie, Peter Parker gains new spider-like powers after being ge- a genetically altered spider bites him and he sets out to save the city from a mysterious reptilian foe. It caught 758 million villains worldwide, becoming 2012's seventh highest grocer. It was the final American film to be scored by composer James Horner, during released during his lifetime, three years before his Death from an Aircraft Accident on June twenty second, 2015. Its sequel, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, opened on May second, two 2014, and Garfield and Iphens reprised their role in the aforementioned Spider-Man No Way Home. Did you know that Gar- Garfield admitted to crying and shedding tears when he first wore the Spider-Man costume, Oscar-winning Captain Marvel star Brie Larson is the newest member of the Fast family. People dot com reported she celebrated the news on Sunday with an Instagram selfie alongside star and producer Vin Diesel. Excited doesn't begin begin to explain how I feel. About joining the Fast family, Larson wrote in the caption. Thank you for welcoming me with so much kindness and excitement at Vin Diesel's. Can't wait to share more when I can. Diesel, 54, previously announced the casting news Saturday, sharing the same photo on his own Instagram profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see this angel over my shoulder? Crack me up. You say to yourself, that's Captain Marvel. He began his caption. Clearly, there is love and laughter in this image. What you don't see, however, is the character you will be introduced in Fast 10, Diesel added. You have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our anthology. Beyond her beauty, her intellect, her Oscar, ha is this profound soul who will add something you may not have expected, but yearn for. Welcome to the family Brie." The untitled 10th installment, which is set to premiere April 7, 2023 in theaters, previously added Jason Momoa to the cast in a villain role, in addition to bringing back F9 star Cardi B. Justin Lin will direct the final two films after it was announced the franchise will end with the 11th installment. ASIO mm-hmm. Tickets Coming to theaters on April 15th is the action-adventure film Fantastic Feast. The Secrets of Dumbledore, starring Ezra Miller, Eddie Redmayne, Dan Folger, Mads Mickelson, Mikkel- Katherine Waddleston, Jessica Williams, and Alison Sudo. Return to the magic of the Wizarding World. Now, when we last left our Fantastic Beast group all the way back in 2018, the powerful dark wizard Galette Grindelwald gained tons of supporters in Paris, including Ortina Goldstein's sister, Queenie, after he manipulated into thinking that she could marry her muggle, I mean, her nomad, that is to say, muggle lover Jacob under his, if he helped her. I mean, if, he ha- if she helped Grindelwald, and orphan created Spartbone, who is revealed to be of the Dumbledore line. Hogwarts professor Albus Dumbledore knows Grindelwald is moving to seize total control of the wizarding world. Una- but he's unable to stop him because he made a blood pact with the dark wizard when they were teens. So he entrusts magic zoologist Newt Commander to lead an intrepid team of witches, wizards, and the courageous nomad baker Jacob <clears throat> on a dangerous mission mission where they encountered new and old beasts and clashed with Grindelwald's growing army of followers. But with the risk so high, how long can Dumbledore stay on the sidelines? According to the Internet Movie Database, Mads Mickelson, who replaces Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, played the title character from 2013's Hannibal, making him the fourth actor from the Hannibal Lecter f- franchise to appear in the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts series. The previously, previous films featured Rice Evans, Xenophinius Lovegood, Gary Oldman, who played Sirius Black, and Ralph Fiennes, who played Voldemort. Now in theaters is the drama Father's Stew*, starring Mark Wahlberg, Jackie Weaver, and Mel Gibson, and based on a true story. When an injury ends his amateur boxing career, Stuart Long moves to L.A. dreaming of stardom. Working as a supermarket clerk, he meets a Catholic school Sunday school teacher, Cameron, who seems immune to his bad boy charm. Determined to, meet her, to win her over, he starts going to church to impress her. But surviving a terrible motorcycle accident leaves him wondering if he can use his second chance to help others. Leading to the surprising realization, he's meant to be a Catholic priest. Sue pursues his vocation with compassion and courage, inspiring not only those closest to him, but countless others along the way. What the deuce? Slashfilm.com reported yesterday, Move over, Paddington! Everyone's favorite actual anthropomorphic bear is coming back for more. And he's bringing along a familiar face. Er, make that voice. In an announcement earlier today, Peacock revealed that the, new, the, new cat, the cast of the new live-action series that's based on both Seth MacFarlane movies, Ted and Ted 2, And in confirmation of what we reported at the time, McFarlane will indeed return to reprise his role as the iconic, the press's release words, not mine, an incredibly vulgar talking teddy bear. In addition to McFarlane coming back as creator, director, writer, co-showrunner, and executive producer on all the episodes of the new series, he'll also be joined by fellow co-runner, co-showrunners, writers, and executive producers, Paul Corgan and Brad Walsh. The live action comedy series from Peacock will debut on a to-be-announced date. Over seven years since the Ted sequel release and over a decade since the original R-rated comedy first made its way into theaters. The article also announced, also shared the main cast sharing the screen with Ted, in the series, which will take place when John Bennett is 16 in t- 1993 and living at home with his parents. Georgia Wingham will play John's older, outspoken, intelligent, politically correct cousin, Blair Bennett, who lives with him and his, sis- and his parents. Max Brookholder will play John, while Scott Grahams will step into the role of his father, Matty Bennett. As I said last week, tomorrow is Fenway opening game day for this year. And since it turned 17 eight days ago, it's time to go back in time to a comedic tale of love. Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore, and a team called the Boston Red Sox with the sports rom-com Fever Pitch, the April... The 8th 2005 release centers on Lindsay, who falls in love with school teacher Ben. He seems perfect, almost too perfect, but there's one easy bitsy little tiny catch. She learns quickly his heart is already taken by his love for the Boston Red Sox. The film ended up with 50.5 50 million, 50 million grand slams, or dollars, in the theater bar park. It famously had to change its ending when the Sox actually started winning in fall 2004. It was actually a remake of a 1997 film of the same name, based off Nick harlan book. But the original film was about association baseball. Now football, association football, not baseball. As tomorrow is also Jackie Robinson Day, it seems almost a crime not to revisit the 2013 biographical sports drama 42, which just turned nine baseball seasons old Tuesday, April 12th. The film gave the late Chadwick Boseman his very first leading role as Jackie Robinson. He starred in the film alongside teammates Harrison Ford, Chris Maloney, and Adam Todick. Set in 1947, it told of the racial prejudice faced by Robinson, who wore jersey number 42 throughout his baseball career, hence the title, while he was signed by the Brooklyn Dodgers as the first African-American to play in the Major League Baseball. The film hit 97.5 million Grand Slams out of the ballpark in theaters. According to the Internet Movie Database, at one point, Branch Ricky actually blurts out Judas Priest. Apparently that was the worst profanity he ever uttered according to those closest to him. What's also neat is that the role of Branch Ricky was originally intended for Robert Redford and Harrison Ford purposely played Ricky talking in a different voice and wearing prosthetics so people don't know it was him. Tomorrow's the Passover holiday, so I thought, what better way to honor the holiday and to end this break than to talk about two movies about Moses, which I did last year for Flashback Fun. First up is director, narrator, producer, Cecil Dibb-Mills' classic November 8, 1956 epic, The Ten Commandments*, starring Charlton Heston, Yule Briner, Ant Baxter, Deborah Padgett, Sir Hen- Cedric Hardwick, and Vincent Price. The film, which has one of the largest sets ever made for a film and the most expensive ever made f- film ever for its time, recounts the biblical story of Moses, an adopted Egyptian prince who, became the del- who becomes the deliverer of his true kin, the enslaved Hebrews. It was DeMille's last but most successful work and also one of the most financially successful films ever made, grossing about $122.7 million, or at least back in 2019, equal to $1.15 billion. It was up for seven Oscars in 1957, including his Best Picture, winning the Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Every year since 1973, during the Easter Passover season, network television has aired this classic film. Did you know that Nina Folk, who plays Bethia, was just one year younger than Charlton Heston, her 30-year-old on-screen son Moses, and the Ten Commandments aren't even mentioned or shown until the last 20 minutes of this three-hour and 39-minute movie's Runtime, film's runtime. 42 years later, DreamWorks Animation released their own take on Moses' story with their studio's very first traditional animated film, the musical drama Prince of Egypt, starring Val Kilmer, Ralph Fiennes, Helen Mirren, Steve Martin, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Patrick Stewart, Martin Short. And Jeff Goldblum. The December 18, 1998 release made over $218 million worldwide, making it the most successful non-Disney animated film, until 2001's Fanta- Final Fantasy The Spirits Within took that title from them. The film's success led to the directed video spinoff Joseph and the King of Dreams in 2000 and a musical adaptation. Its original... Song "When You Believe," which became a commercially successful Whitney Houston sung Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey sung pop version single, won Best Original Song at the seventy first Academy Awards. According to the Internet Movie Database, Val Kilmer was the first actor to play both Moses and Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He voiced Moses in this film and played Batman in Batman Forever. The second actor to do this was Christian Bale, who played Batman in 2005 to 2012's Dark Knight trilogy, and then Moses in 2014's Exodus, Gods, and Kings. That's all for this week, folks. Join me Saturday for this week's flashback fun involving some three famous rabbit films. So until then, my minions, as always, stay safe, wash your hands. And watch lots of movies and DVDs. See you soon. Bye.